go beyond the reef of space to go beyond the distant glamoring stars this world's our room so small within my master's house the If you have your bulletin, uh, we want to read the passage on the back there together. If you'll look uh, on the back, it's from Joshua. This is a great text. It's very positive. It's uh, very helpful as we move forward in the Lord. Uh, Let's look together at it. Uh, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. 
that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan and go to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess." title of the message today is Use the Land, and I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, Of course, uh, today our thoughts are kind of uh, on this front property. Uh, I want you to, everybody's asking me, when is it going to be done? We just started this week. (laughs) It's uh, it's probably going to be done about mid-December, and uh, think think what that means for Uh, our church. We're going to have a lot of uh, different things. We've never had really a choir room. We're going to have that. Uh, It's going to be very, very nice, a large room, room for plenty of growth in our choir. Uh, We're going to have five uh, brand new Sunday school classes, two office areas, a lot of storage space. Do you know on our current campus, we don't have room to store anything. Uh, it's, we're almost having to hang down things from the ceiling. Uh, we just don't have any storage. We're going to have a lot of storage. In fact, in fact, a whole floor of storage if we need it. And we're going to have many, many nice ladies' restrooms. Amen. I knew I'd get an amen on that. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, it's going to help our church take a giant step forward. Before God calls a church to a great responsibility, he gives the church a great vision. Uh, God reveals what might be achieved. And that's what we look at day by day, week by week, what might be achieved. Every four years, uh, athletes from all over the world, uh, they gather together at the Summer Olympic Games. They compete against each other. The best athletes in the world. They get together and they compete and they crown winners, of course, and it's just a big, big deal. Uh, As you watch the summer games, it is difficult to remember way back years and years, decades and decades ago, when uh, the only uh, thing that the track guys could talk about, the the coaches and the people that write books about running, the main thing that they would talk about is nobody can break the four-minute mile. They wanted to make that very, very clear. They loudly declared that nobody in those summer games would would break that barrier. Uh, The experts agreed that a human being could not run that far, that fast, for that long. Just couldn't do it. All the experts had conducted all kinds of 
tests and things, and they said the human body can't do it. It's impossible to break the four-minute-mile barrier. You just can't run that fast. For years and years and years, of course, they were right. Nobody broke it. Nobody ran a mile in less than four minutes. But one day, a young man came along who didn't believe what the experts were saying. He had a vision about breaking that barrier. He didn't dwell on what was impossible. You know, sometimes we dwell on what's impossible. That's ridiculous. You don't want to think about that. You want to think about what you can do, what the Lord can help you to do, the direction you can go that is above and beyond that which has ever been done before. He refused to let all the negative words dominate his mind. He began to train. He said, I am going to, I am going to, I am going to uh, break that record. And sure enough, he went out one day and he broke the four-minute mile barrier. He did what the experts said could not in any way be done. His name was Roger Bannister. He made sports history. It was on the front page of all the papers all over the world the next day. He broke the four-minute mile. Now, here's the the most interesting thing about this to me. Um, Within 10 years after Roger Bannister broke the record, guess what? 336 other men ran better than the four-minute mile. 336 of them. Uh, They broke the four-minute mile barrier. Now think about that. For hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, so far back as statisticians had kept the records, uh, nobody ran the mile in less than four minutes. Then within a decade, 336 from all these different countries all over the world, they were able to do it. Well, what happened? Why the change? What, What made that thing change? It's simple. The barrier to running a four-minute mile was in the head of all of the athletes. Everybody was saying, you can't do it. There's no way to do it. You just cannot do it. They made that real clear, real plain. For all those years, runners believed what the experts were saying. They were convinced that it was impossible to run a mile in less than four minutes. Here's the key point. A nation, a church, an individual will never go beyond the barriers that are in their own mind. If you get up every morning and you think about something, you say, oh, I can't do that. I've never done that. I can't do that. No way I can do that. Well, guess what? If you think you can't do it, you never will do it. That's the way it works. If you think your church cannot do something, it never will do it. The battle is always in your mind. If you are defeated in your mind, then you've already lost the battle. A wrong thinking pattern keeps us imprisoned in defeat. We're defeated. That's why we have to ask God for a great vision. Lord, give us a great vision. We have to have positive thoughts of hope, of faith, and of victory. That's what we need. Perhaps someone, a parent, a teacher, a boss that you had somewhere along the line, they told you that you couldn't do something.
you just weren't capable of. They told you that you weren't smart enough or big enough or strong enough or beautiful enough or whatever. You just couldn't do it. That's what they said. And your head was filled with those images. Maybe some so-called expert told you that you were never going to be successful. You were never going to be near the top of your class. You were never going to succeed in your uh, field of endeavor. You just couldn't do it, they said. Perhaps you have joined our church from another church that never really accomplished very much. They never took a bold step on faith. Perhaps you're not used to a church being bold. You know, a lot of people aren't used to that. They don't want to do that. That'd be a big change. We don't want to do that. It's going to be inconvenient. I'll, I'll say that, walking around uh, the fences out there. But that's just going to be for a few months. And then think about the result. A hundred more people can be in Bible study. This morning we had 127 folks in Bible study. Uh, every year about this time, we go up, we go up, we go up uh, as the Sundays go by. We have five great teachers, and we want to encourage uh, everybody to go. That's where you make friends. You know, people move to town, they say, I don't have any friends. Well, go to Sunday school. You know, that's, that's where you make some real good friends. You get to know them. They pray for you. You pray for them. You form some relationships. That's where that happens. It doesn't happen in here. If you start talking, I call you down. <laughs> Say, quit doing that. Uh, a lot more uh, groups of various kinds can meet during the week. We can have Bible studies. We can have discipleship groups. I think that would be great, have some discipleship groups. We can have various people that play various instruments teaching people how to play their instruments. We can have a school of music if we want to. I mean, it's, it's limitless uh, what we can do. Uh, the options are endless. Don't listen to all the negative stuff that people try and stick into your mind. If God is for you, who dares to be against you? Break through the limitations of the past and let your mind dwell on the fresh, positive attitudes of faith as we break some barriers together it will change your heart it will change our church and if there's enough of us it will change our nation we need some help in our nation i tell you these terrorists they're islamic terrorists does everybody understand that our president won't say that but that's what it is they're islamic terrorists and they are killing people on every hand, and we need to uh, pray about it. We need to have some plans about it. We need to stand against it. We need to be strong. We need to take some bold action about it. Roger Bannister cleared the way for runners. He broke the barrier. Well, if you want to break through the barriers of your mind and start stepping out on faith, you will go beyond those old barriers. The same thing will happen in your family. If you break the barriers that you have, the other people in the family will say, good night, look what he did, look what she did. I, I think I could do that. And then they begin to follow your leadership example. 
for years and years and years, I didn't get real involved in computers because, uh, you know, I didn't think that was something I'd be good at. Sure enough, that was right. Uh, (laughs) But I tried. And, you know, now, if I don't know how to do something, you can ask a six-year-old, and they can tell you uh, how to do it. Well, the Lord has given our church a great vision. Forty-three, forty-two years ago, a group of people got together, and they started talking about a long-range plan. They wanted to plant a good, strong, Bible-believing, mission-oriented church in this area, and they prayed about it, they thought about it, they prayed, all this stuff, and finally, they bought a track of land, and they developed it to the glory of God. That leaf was turned. Well, guess what? Right now, in this day, in this year, we're turning another leaf. Future generations will say, you know those people back in 2015, They really took a giant step of faith. They stepped out. They stepped out. They uh, were bold in what they were doing. And they followed through and they did it. Well, uh, you know, there are barriers that all of us have, that all churches have, that all nations have. Uh, But we need to break through that for the glory of God. In verse 4 in our text, Uh, You have that on the back of your bulletin if you want to look. In verse 4 of our text, it talks about the boundaries for this new nation of Israel. Did you know that the children of Israel never fully occupied the land that God wanted them to have? Did you know that? The land that they occupied was much, much smaller than the land that God wanted them to settle. They never got it all. That often happens. Individuals, churches, nations don't always realize their full objectives. The design and plan of God is very big for you. He wants you to break through some barriers. He wants you to do some things that you have never done before. Uh, You know, some people are afraid to join the church. They say to me, Pastor, I just, I just can't imagine myself walking down that long aisle by myself. I just can't imagine me doing that. I tell them, sit on the second row. <laughs> you know, then you just have to kind of slip around there a little bit. It's not, it's not too hard. Well, uh, perhaps if we exercise our faith in a new way this year, it will bring blessings that we just didn't know were available to us. We need to use all the land here that we have. I want to give testimony to you that we're going to use every square inch of this property. We don't have a whole lot of land, so we're going to use every square inch of it uh, to the glory of God. Verse 7 says, Be strong and be very courageous. Now, if men fail to realize the full objectives, it's not because God has failed them. It's because we have failed God. God always fulfills his promises. He always carries through on his end. In verse 5, God said, I will not fail you nor forsake you. In other words, 
He is going to be with us, helping us, leading us all the days of our life. The reason for life's unrealized objectives is found in the fact that we have not fulfilled the conditions. Now, what is it? What are the conditions for receiving God's full blessing? I want you to think of that just a minute. Kind of get that line in your mind. What are the conditions for receiving God's full blessing? I've got a number of points here. The first condition is be strong. Verse 7, be strong. Men must do their part. There are some things that God does not accomplish without the cooperation of man. Life is a two-way street. God will do his part, no doubt about that, but man has to also do his part for the fulfillment. You remember when Israel was just getting going, God had these covenants with Israel. God says, you do this and I'll do this. You do this, I'll do this. You remember that? Well, it's still that way. God wants to make covenants with you. He wants to, to work up a plan individually with you. He wants you to do this. And then he'll do his part. It's so easy to just say, well, I'm just going to leave it to God. You know, whenever I hear somebody say that, I say, well, you know, God's given you a brain. God's given you some muscles. God's given you a strong heart. God's given you a will. You know, it's, it's not all with God. God wants you to do things. That's why he's blessed you. In certain ways. The children of Israel never fully realized their objective because they failed to do their part. The second condition is do not turn away in verses 7 and 8. Do not turn away. Had Israel lived in complete obedience to the law of Moses, the people would have achieved their full destiny, the full blessing that God wanted to give them. The fulfillment of the vision was dependent upon the nation's obedience to the law. They didn't do it. We have started this building. So far, our folks have been filled with faith. We have worked hard. We have sold all the bonds. Shannon, have we sold all the bonds? He's doing this. (laughs) Okay, so we got a few bonds, not very many. Uh, We had a million to sell, and we've got about 20,000 left. So uh, uh, I thought we'd sold them all. Somebody kind of eased back on us a little bit there. Uh, We're going to figure out, under the leadership of God, what every room in this new building should be used for, how to direct people, how to to work the traffic uh, flow. Uh, We're going to learn how to do the other things that we need to know how to do. We're trying so hard to follow the will of God so that the vision of God will be fulfilled completely. The third condition, verse 9, be not afraid. Are you afraid? Are you afraid in the dark? Are you afraid of dogs? Are you afraid of high places? My wife doesn't like to go over that Skyway Bridge. 
she she really gets nervous. I took her up to Mount Washington uh, one time, and uh, she got down on the floor in the front seat. And I said, well, darling, if we go over the side, you being on the floor isn't going to help a bit. <laughs> she didn't see it that way. She was on the floor. The scripture says, be not afraid. If the vision that God gives is going to be realized, there must be no hesitation on the part of the leadership. The leadership in the family, the leadership in the church, the leadership in our nation. The fundamental requirement is that the leaders be people of faith that will venture out even in the face of the impossible. Roger Bannister stepped out. He broke the barrier. Uh, we need to, to, to just slip forward in whatever area it is where we're so afraid. True leadership gives itself completely to the task. There's a task always before us. Real leadership is emancipated from fear and frustration. It's that way in your family. If somebody in the family says, I'm going to have victory over this, and they gain the victory over it, that encourages everybody else in the family. Then they start breaking through whatever it is that they're afraid of. Verse 9 says, the Lord thy God is with you whatever you do, wherever you are. That's a wonderful promise. Every once in a while somebody says, Pastor, I feel so alone. And I always say, you're never alone. The Lord is always with you. You're never, ever by yourself. Throughout all of the circumstances of life comes this assurance. The scripture says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We never make our way alone through this world. Now the faces may change and the situations may change. But God is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow, forever. He is with us, and he will lead us if we will follow him. The fourth condition finally comes to the acceptance and the action in verse 10 and 11. The moment the assurance of God's presence is clear, guess what? Joshua acts on it. I mean, he steps out. He's a leader. Uh, Joshua accepts the summons of God as the final word. And immediately, he puts it into effect. There's something really heroic about him. He doesn't hold back. When he's sure that he has God's perspective, he steps up, steps out, moves forward. He does not debate. He does not question God's call. You know what we do? We form a committee. That's what we always do, form a committee. That's not what Joshua did. Joshua said, this is what God wants. Here we go. Here we go. Let's start today. He at once acts upon it. Joshua says, prepare your provisions. In other words, get ready. Within three days, you shall pass over Jordan. Now, folks, you just can't imagine the monumental meaning of that. They're going to move into the promised land. You know, for each and every one of us here today, there is a promised land. 
And that's where God wants you. He wants you in his promised land. He doesn't want you failing morally. He doesn't want you drunk. He doesn't want you on all these drugs that people are taking. He doesn't want you acting like a fool, driving your car real, real fast. He does not want you to do certain things. He does want you to do other things. And he is with you while you're doing it. So often, when God calls leaders to some specific task, they're apt to question it. They're apt to turn around to their best friend and say, you think that's right? You think that's good? You think that's what we ought to do? Man is left with no other choice, really, than to deny what God wants or to move out in action. Those are the two choices that we have. When once a vision has been given, action must follow if we are going to be worthy. Our church council, our deacons, our church staff, many of our folks have sensed the vision of God in what we are doing on this property. And we want all to join together with us. Every one of you, we want you to join with us as we carry out this ministry that we think God has called us to do. We need to be strong to not turn away and to not be afraid. These are going to be the most exciting days that Trinity Baptist Church has ever had. We're going to step out on faith and complete that which God has laid before us. Just as the children of Israel stood at the edge of the promised land, they knew, they knew, they, they looked over there and they said, that's where we're going. That's what we're going to do. Ready for them to go under the direction of God. Now, we've already taken that step. We're already in the journey. Uh, we, we are moving forward. Uh, Lord, please bless what we're about. Again and again, God said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Now, why did he keep saying that? He said that over and over again. Be strong and of good courage. Well, uh, why did he say it? Because every time the people of God attempt something big for the Lord, guess what happens? There are problems, there are delays, there are obstacles that come. That's the way it always is in life. Uh, with this new big building, we are beginning something really big for the Lord. There are going to be some inconveniences. There are going to be a delay or two along the way, the rain, the weather, whatever. There's going to be some strong expenses along the way. There's going to be some different ideas about how every single thing should be done. But we are beginning something really big for the Lord, we're going to use the land. That's what we're going to do. Be strong and be of good courage. That's God's message to us today. Be strong and be of good courage. I want to invite you today uh, to be a part of a church, a part of a mission, a part of a dream. I want to invite you today to come and join with us. There's a lot of folks here today that uh, come every week. They've been coming every week for years. They've never joined. I don't know if they think we're going to do something to them, <laughs> pinch them or bite them. I don't know. Uh, but I'd like for you to join with us 
as we try and move forward toward this goal that God, this vision that God, we believe, has set before us. Today, if you're here and you've never trusted in Christ as your Lord and Savior, for whatever reason, you've kind of held back. Maybe you were afraid to walk down an aisle by yourself. Maybe somebody today would walk with you and come and stand with you. Maybe today would be the day that would kind of turn it around. Maybe today would be the day that you'd break through the barrier that has held you back for so many years. Maybe today would be the day. Well, we're going to sing a hymn of invitation. I'm going to stand right down here at the front. If the Lord leads, you just slip out, slip forward. Take a stand for him who stood for you. Let's stand together as we sing.